Hey, happy Monday. I am considering this my birthday episode. And those of you who know me or have been following me, you're like, Sabrina, your birthday was last week. Yes, I know my birthday was last week. I had pre-recorded my episodes last week because I took a little getaway with my family. We went to Glacier National Park, which is super, super a lot of fun. But this one is more live. I am recording it here right before the show. So happy Monday. Yes, I am 40 years old. Yes, it was my birthday last week. But Today, I want to talk about a few things that I've learned in my 40 years. This is going to be kind of a podcast like no other. I don't normally talk about these kind of things. It's getting a little bit off the subject, I will say. And sometimes you hear, oh, 40 things I've learned in 40 years. Well, I'm not going to do that. Nobody nobody has time for that. <laughs> I don't have time. I know you don't have time. So we're going to talk about 10 things, though. I wrote down 10 things and thoughts on 10 things that... I I just have learned some of them you will probably have heard before if you've listened to things like this where you're like, yeah, I, I've heard that saying before I've heard somebody talk about it. But I specifically want to talk about how these things have become important in my life in the last 40 years. So that's what I'm going to do today. Before we go into that, though, I want to talk about something very important, and that is free coaching and how you have the opportunity to get in on it. Because this is my my birthday, or last week was my birthday, I specifically um, want to give away some free coaching for my birthday. So for the rest of the month of October, I am going to be offering on my website an opportunity for you to enter for free coaching. I'm giving away two, um, two for to two lucky people. I'm giving away three. 30 minute coaching sessions. You can do it in three 30 minute sessions, or you can do it in one 90 minute session if that would be more beneficial to you. But three 30 minute sessions um, to help you get your business off the ground and running. I know so many of you are looking for a coach who's going to help you build a roadmap, a strategy, maybe even get you off of social media, because that's something that I'm, I'm really passionate about helping business owners get off of social media. So if this is something that is speaking to you, if you're like, listen, I've got to reach out to my network. I've got to get out to my target audience in some different ways. Sabrina, I just don't know where to start. This is going to be for you. And I'm going to draw two lucky winners at the end of the month to set up three um, 30 minute coaching sessions for free. So if that is you, get over to my website right now. Like stop what you're doing, stop scrolling or pin this somewhere. If you're driving in your car, make sure you get back on this. Stop what you're doing and head over to sabrinamnap.com. Up at the top, there's going to be a section for you there to enter for free coaching. You can see all of my other stuff there. You can see my podcast, my blog, my other coaching opportunities, all sorts of things there that you can get into. But do not forget to enter the drawing for free coaching. This is super important, you guys. Free coaching does not come very often. It does not come for free very often. You won't find that. But for my birthday here, I'm giving away two um, to two lucky winners, free coaching, three sessions of it. So sabrinamnap.com, S-A-B-R-I-N-A, M is in Marie, nap, K-N-A-P-P.com, sabrinamnap.com. Go there right now, you guys, and get in on that free coaching. But for today, let's talk about 10 things that I've learned in 40 years and how those things apply to my life and how I use them every single day. I will see you inside. Hey friends, welcome back to Mind Your Business with me, Sabrina Knapp. We're going to talk all things business breakthrough here. 
That's right. Organization, branding, schedules, anxiety, growth, momentum, all of it. And we're going to talk about how to juggle everything that comes along with it. Here, you're going to find a rock solid marketing plan and finally figure out how to attract that audience to you. And how about we build a super strong mindset to go along with it? No more spinning your wheels. You're ready for momentum. You're ready for an organized business. You're ready for income. It's time, sister. Listen, we're in this together. Come join me. No makeup? Yoga pants? What? On your third cup of coffee too? It doesn't matter. We're building empires, guys. I believe we can do this together while having a ton of fun. I'm so excited about what we're going to discover here with a brand and marketing plan that actually works for you. You're going to find the momentum you've been missing and working so hard for. This is all about business growth, breakthroughs, and you. So let's get started. Hey, good morning. Happy Monday. So today I am treating like it is my birthday episode (laughs) because technically last week was my birthday. I turned 40, 40 years old last week. And we went on a little getaway, my family and I, my husband and uh, my youngest daughter and I went on a little getaway. We went to Glacier National Park. It's only about seven hours or so from where we live here in Northwestern Wyoming. So it was just a great um, chance for us to get up to uh, Glacier National Park, which we love. My husband's a photographer. So it was just an awesome getaway for for us. And if you have a chance to get there, totally do it. Okay. So we stayed in a nice little cabin. I had recorded, pre-recorded a bunch of my podcasts for last week. And so I didn't really do a birthday episode, but I wanted to kind of do a a birthday episode for you guys and talk about some things. And so I'm like, well, I'll just do it um, when I get home because it'll be a little bit more live this way. And I've had a chance to think about it and really kind of, um, I, I don't know, brainstorm or reflect on some things over the last 40 years. And I kind of wanted to go over that today. And sometimes you've heard of people talking about, oh, my my 40 bits of wisdom in 40 years, you know, things I've learned over the last 40 years. And that's great. That's kind of what I'm going to do today. But who has time for 40 things? That's a lot. <laughs> so we're going to talk about um, we're going to talk about 10 of them and these are in no particular order. There's nothing very, um, I, I will say very deep or meaningful into all of them, but I'm going to talk about 10 specific things that I, me, myself, Sabrina Knapp has learned in the last 40 years and why these things are particularly, um, special to me or important to me but now, now that they're important to me and they didn't used to be. Okay, so we're going to talk about 10 things today that um, kind of I've learned over the last 40 years that have been interesting. I got to thinking about it, you know, and 40 years statistically is kind of the midpoint, especially in women uh, in our lives. And so I was like, well, dang, you know, when you think about that, it's like, Eesh, you know, my, my life is technically or statistically uh, half over. And while I'm not on my deathbed, and I know you guys aren't either, and you know, you're not thinking about those kind of things, it, it you know, you, you do kind of, you do kind of think on that a little bit. It's kind of an eye opener to think back on things. And so while I was up at the park this week, I really got to thinking about, man, what have I, have I learned? What have I accomplished? What, you know, 
what are things that I would do differently or things that I'm proud of or things that I can teach other people or talk to other people about that might change the trajectory of their lives. And so I do want to talk about that today. And like I said, this is in no particular order. This is not something that, um, I just started writing. I just started writing kind of things that I'm thankful for, things that I am, um, that I've learned and that I just want to share with you. And maybe even it'll make you kind of think back on your life, no matter what your age is, whether you're young, whether you're older than me, I hope that it makes you think a little bit and you're kind of like, yeah, that's totally me too. So while this has nothing to do with things I normally talk about, um, at all. Sorry. I, I just thought it was very important because sometimes we need to reflect on life a little bit. And that's what I want to do today. So my number one thing is eat the cookie, eat the cookie. You guys, I have been one of these kind of women that fluctuates with my weight loss, um, or, or my weight, I will say all my life. And I've been super thin. I've been very overweight after I had my daughter got very, very overweight, even had the weight loss surgery. And it was one of those things where um, I did really well with it. I still do really well with it, um, but I'm still not thin. I'm not thin. And do I wish that I was 30 pounds lighter than I am? Heck yeah, I do. We all do. Um, but I am have also learned over 40 years that I am happiest and I feel the best when I don't deprive myself. And in the long run, <laughs> what is you know, eating the cookie going to do? What is eating the piece of birthday cake going to do? What is it? Yes, it adds calories. Yes, it potentially adds weight if we did it all the time. But think about what it does for you in that moment. And that's what we have to do is we have to be so certain that we can live in the moment. And that's what we have to do. So quit worrying about the weight loss. Quit worrying about being so fit and so trim and looking good in your clothes that you forget to enjoy a little bit of life as well. And I, I am friends with and network with, and I have so many um, business clients that are in the health and wellness space. And man, I, I give you guys tons of credit. You guys are fantastic and, and doing great, great things in people's lives and, and trying to get them healthy. And I'm all for you. I'm totally 100% rooting for you. The thing is for me though, um, I struggle so badly with anxiety and in, in years past with a little bit of depression, but I found that my mental health was really so important in actually my physical health that I had to turn the phrase, eat the cookie. It's okay. Like you're going to be all right if you just eat that dang cookie. Number two is chocolate is better than vanilla. My daughter and I fight over this all the time and it's 100% the truth. I will fight anybody on it, <laughs> especially my daughter. She is a plain Jane vanilla all the way. But no, I, I keep trying. I keep giving her the benefit of the doubt. Okay, we're going to try this vanilla thing. We're going we're gonna to try it. Nope, I can't do it. Chocolate is better than vanilla. Dark chocolate is better than milk chocolate. Okay, fight me. <laughs> fight me on it. I can't find anywhere anything that vanilla is better than chocolate. Sorry, just the way I am. Number three is fall in love with you. And I say this to all of my people in relationships who maybe you're in a relationship that's strained. Maybe you're in a relationship where you do not feel as respected or as needed or as loved as you should feel. And I 100% say this because I was in your shoes before. 
I am not here to talk about past relationships. I'm not here to talk about things that I've gone through, but I will tell you that almost 19 years ago now, I was in a place in a relationship that I was trying so hard. I knew that I could make it work. I knew that I could. I knew that I could. I knew that I loved who he was. He just couldn't find it in himself. And it's one of those things that I thought I knew what I needed and I didn't. And it took leaving that relationship, taking a breather, saying, I've got to fall in love with me. I've got to be so sound in myself and happy with who I am as my in myself before I can ever know what I deserve. Because if I'm always looking to fix somebody else, I can't possibly be happy with myself. I, I'm, I'm always just going to be trying to fix them and degrade myself. And so I had to step away. I had to fix me. I had to fall in love with me a little bit. And in turn, I learned that God did not want me to be with that person at all. We tried. We tried to make it work. We did our thing for four years. But it was like after stepping away and realizing that, wait, no, I was I was downplaying who I am in order to try to make somebody else feel comfortable or be somebody else. I couldn't do it. And in turn, I found the love of my life, my husband, we've been married 16 years, um, the father of my children. And it is, it is amazing when you truly love yourself enough to be open to a relationship that God has in store for you. So fall in love with you first, always, and then the relationship will present itself. Number four is do things that you love, okay? And, and you can put so many things into this. You can make it about a job. You can make it about a business. You can make it about uh, parenting. You can make it about whatever, but this is simply as easy as it sounds. Make time for you. Do things that you love to do. I spent so many years being a unhappy individual because I was losing myself. As you know, I've been a business owner for many, many, many years, and I pour my heart and soul into everything that I do. And so I spend so many hours working, and I spend so many hours like brainstorming and writing things down and, and learning and investing in coaching and all this kind of thing that for years I, I lost me. I lost who I was and I had to step back a few years ago, my anxiety and the health effects from my anxiety got so bad that I had to literally step back and say, Sabrina, you're going to end up like killing yourself. <laughs> you're going to end up unhappy. You're going to end up with permanent heart damage. You're going to end up with a lot of things. If you do not bring some form of stability back to your life. What in the heck are you actually doing? So I started taking up or, or using my time, some of my time to invest back into what I love doing. One of the things I love doing, for example, is I love to garden. I specifically love working with plants. I specifically love, you know, working in my landscape, making our beautiful, our home beautiful and all this kind of stuff. And my husband, <laughs> he's one of these people that like, you know, in springtime, you go to the greenhouse, you go and you, you know, you're making things all pretty and you go to the greenhouse. And I don't know if you're like me, but you're like, you go plant crazy, like flowers for days. <laughs> so like I always have 
flats of plants and perennials and annuals and all this stuff. Like I'm going to fill all my pots with annuals, right? And I always need new perennials. Like that's my thing every year. I get new perennials and my husband gets so irritated. He like, you know, we'll walk out of the greenhouse and he's like, why in the heck did you spend that much money on plants? Like they're going to die. Winter comes like it is what it is, but it's gotten to be more about like things that I love to do. I don't go out. I don't spend a lot of money on frivolous things. I don't buy fancy jewelry or clothes <laughs> or anything like that. And so in my mind, spending my money on plants and, and things that I love to do, it was so worth my time. So don't discredit what you love to do. Don't discredit things that bring you joy. Don't get so, so caught up in the day-to-day -day thing or your job or your business or this or that, that it's affecting who you are. Gardening and working outside and working with my hands and getting a little bit dirty has brought so much joy to my life. It's a, it's a mental release for me. And I don't know what that mental release is for you, but gardening and, and being outside is something that I love so, so much that it is one of those things that like the thought of being without it now, the thought of not having that mental release, the, not, the, the idea of not going outside and checking all my plants every single day. It, it, it makes me a little bit sad. I love that time that I get to go outside and check things out. How are they looking today? You know, picking dead leaves or dead flowers off, you know, deheading, whatever. It's just great for me. So really invest your time in things that you love to do. You know, that is a very important step is do things that you love. Number five is invest in yourself. And this is really, really, really important. And again, it does not have to be all money. Like I'm, I'm not talking completely about money, even though that is part of investing, of course, but it doesn't have to be that. Invest your time, invest your money, of course, and just invest in your worth. And I mean that because whether you have a job or a business or just simply love learning new things. Always take the time to invest time and or money into learning new things and being a better you, being a better person. If you have a job but still love learning about certain things or have a hobby that really lights you up, invest in the time it takes to learn more about that. Don't lose who you are because you've got a job that takes a lot of your time. Trust me, in the end, that you, you've heard the saying, that job would replace you in a second if you were to die or to leave. I know you guys have heard those sayings before, but it's the truth. Your job is not should not be your first priority. Invest in yourself. Learn new things. Spend the money to work with a, a teacher or a course creator or something that is going to completely just increase your mind, increase your brain, get you knowledge on things that light you up. That's what's super important. Number six is have a plan B. I am a huge supporter of this. And anyone who knows me knows that I talk about this a lot. I am a huge supporter of multiple streams of income. In fact, I'm a big supporter of as many as you can handle. That's how many you should have. Okay. There are so many streams of income out there that people don't even realize are available to them. So many people are good at so many things that they discredit the fact that it could also make them money. If you have ever explained or taught or showed someone how to do something, you can make money from that. 
Okay, there is such a calling for knowledge these days, especially kind of in the day and age that we are in. There is a huge calling for knowledge and people want to know new things because people want to be able to um, be self-sufficient. They don't want to have to call on other people, right? We're kind of closed up these days. They want to be able to do things themselves. So if they can invest a little bit of money to learn something that they can do themselves, they're going to do it. So what can you teach someone that you're very good at and make a little bit of money from it? That's seriously what you need to do. Now, plan B for you may not be a business. Maybe you're not a business person and that's okay. We're not all built the same. I totally get it. But I highly suggest you invest in a second job. Maybe it's a little bitty, bitty, bitty five hour a week thing, but it's something that you would have the opportunity to grow in if the need arose. I think that is huge these days. I'm always telling people, if you can make money from it, if you can do something, if you have a few hours to invest in something and make a return on it, do it. Absolutely do what you can to bring income into your household. And most times that's a second job or a business startup or something like that. Even investing this day and age is a big thing. Don't be afraid to throw even $50 into an investment account that can eventually grow for you. That's a really big thing and a plan B as well. Okay, number seven is say, I love you too much. And for a lot of people, this means different things. Um, I know you guys have heard this before, you know, oh, don't get tired of saying I love you or, you know, tell those you that you love, tell them so often, you know, that you love them. But it's the truth. Some of you know, and some of you who follow me and have heard me talk about, I lost my mom in 2016 to metastatic breast cancer. She was my best friend. Absolutely. We did most everything together and it snuck up on us. She had first been diagnosed with breast cancer in 2012. She was re-diagnosed in June of 2016 with metastatic breast cancer, meaning it was not actually in her breast tissue. It was breast cancer cells in her stomach, her bladder, her kidney, and her bones. She thought that she was fighting a horrible ulcer and was going in for some routine testing for that. Long story short, the testing came back that her entire stomach was ate through um, with the cancer cells and there was nothing they, was, they could do. There was no operating, no nothing. And when they went in to investigate it some more, that's when they discovered it in her bladder, her kidney and kidneys and her bones. They attempted to do chemotherapy a second time. They had talked about radiation, but because of the how it had grown in her bones, they were um, kind of leery about that, but they, they were doing a pretty aggressive chemotherapy. And this was in June and November 19th of 2016, we lost her. Um, we were told that it would probably be a year. Uh, instead, it was five months. So it was one of those things where we knew the cancer was back. We had, you know, gone to all the doctor appointments. We had talked about the future. We had talked about, um, you know, ways of preventing it or getting it gone, chemotherapy, all, all the kind of invasive things that were going to happen. And we had this big plan, right? We had this roadmap for what was going to take place. And my mom and I spent literally weeks in the hospital. She had some pretty aggressive pain management because of the chemotherapy she was going through. And because of the advancement of her camp cancer, her pain was incredible. Um, and so we spent 
from August 17th of 2019 until October 12th of 2019 in the hospital. I slept on the couch in a hospital room (laughs) for about seven weeks. It was interesting. But the thing is, is I think about that time and as hard as it is, as hard as that time was in my life, if I were to have to do it again, I would do it again in a heartbeat. Because you don't ever know when the last time you get to say I love you to someone was. And my mom and I spent a lot of time together in the hospital room. It gets to be the point where all you can do is say I love you because you don't know what the next day holds. And I tell you this cancer story and this story of my mom, not because I want you to feel sorry for me, not because I want you to feel sorry about what happened. Because I think it's very important that you understand that cancer took my mom. We saw it coming. We knew it was coming. Eventually, we had been told that we had a year and we had five months and it was very sudden and it was very, um, a horrible thing to go through. But at the same time, I think about those people who lose loved ones in a car accident or, you know... I I even hate the thought of it, but suicide and so many things that go on these days, you you know, where all of a sudden people are taken from us. I mean, COVID, for goodness sakes, where people are taken from us and we don't have any clue that that's what's going to happen tomorrow or three days from now or whatever. I had five months. I had five months to be prepared that she was going to go, but it didn't take away the fact that I still needed to tell my mom I loved her every single day. So think about that. When you go the next time to say goodbye to someone, what if something were to happen tonight? What if something were to happen tomorrow? What if we were to get a diagnosis tomorrow and I knew I only had five months? Don't ever be afraid to say I love you too much. It can be taken away from you. It will be taken away from you and you do not want to have any regrets. Just my little two cents there. Um, Number eight, if adventure calls, take the trip, go. I live my life very, um, I don't know what the word is, I guess. I I just live it off the cuff a little bit. And I tell you, I didn't do that so much prior to 2016. And for obvious reasons, you know, we just talked about that. But part of my reason is what I just talked about. And that is, you don't ever know what's going to happen. And a lot of people say, well, traveling is expensive. Traveling is dang expensive. (laughs) Trust me, I one of my little side gigs is I am a travel agent. I book travel for others, but mostly for myself, because I get kickbacks from it, I get agent discounts, and I get commission back from my own travel. And I did it because well, Heck, I wanted the savings, right, for myself. But that's not the point. The point is, is if you are called to do something, whether it's an adventure, whether it's a trip, whether it is just going and and calling into work that day and doing something with your family, if your heart is telling you to do it, do it. Okay. You all know that just here May first, we uh, took off and moved from Iowa to Western Wyoming. And so many people have asked us, why did you do that? What for? But, you know, you have a super busy, thriving business in Southeast Iowa. What in the heck are you doing? 
And my husband and I are big on, on, you know, listen, we live our lives like we may not have tomorrow. The opportunity arose. My husband and I are able to work remotely and we do it very well. And so we just felt like, listen, this is the time. We don't know what tomorrow holds. We don't know what we're going to be doing. We're both in midlife now. We just need to do it. And if we're not going to do it now, when will we ever do it? (laughs) Right? So it just got to be one of those things. And I don't say that to say, to make you feel like you need to up and move your home, you know, move where you live. That's not that at all. But if you are being called to do something, do it. If adventure calls, take the trip, do it, find a way to do it. If it is vacation, if it is a trip that you need to travel, do it, find a way to do it. Reach out to someone to help you find an inexpensive way to do it. Trust me, it's totally worth it. Number nine is know who your real friends are. And this is a kind of no brainer, but this is especially obvious to me here in my forties now where I, I am a loner. (laughs) I fully admit it. My husband and I both are, we prefer to be at home. We don't like to be out and about. We are not partiers. We do not like have this huge group of people that we hang around with all the time. We just don't, that's not who we are. And we're okay with that because my husband and I have discovered long ago that we have very few real friends. And I don't mean that in a short way. And if any of you are listening to this and you are, (laughs) you are my friend, you're like, Ooh, am I one of those people? Listen, we have some great friends. We have some great acquaintances, but as far as like those people who just get you, those people who are like your people, you know who I'm talking about. It's one of those things where you know who they are. Don't let people disguising themselves as friends take advantage of you. There are so many people who are in friendships for the wrong reasons. That they secretly behind your back want something from you or think they're going to get something from you or need you to help them in some way. But listen, those aren't your people. Have true, genuine friendships that in the hard times, they're there for you. And in the good times, they're there for you. Those are going to be the kind of people that you need. But know that you can discern the difference between those two. And then the people who aren't your people, who aren't your true friends, even though you think that they are or they've been around you forever, you still might not need them. And that's okay. That is a really big one that I've learned in my 40 years. And I'm super, super thankful for the friends and acquaintances that I do have in my life. But know that I'm very choosy. I'm very choosy about who I let in and who I spend my time with because I have learned the very important role of deciphering if you're in this friendship for the right reasons or the wrong reasons. And if you're in it for the wrong reasons, you're out automatically. So I would highly suggest you do the same. Number 10 is a very important and very important to me um, because this has really been apparent the last three years of my life. And that is never say no to opportunity. And I don't know what that opportunity is for you. Listen, we we have opportunity for a lot of things, jobs, businesses, relationships, things in your family. Maybe it's a move. Maybe it is staying where you are. Maybe it's quitting your job. Maybe it's starting a new job. All kinds of things we have opportunity for, right? But don't say no to an opportunity because of you. And I say that because 
you know, I've talked about it a little bit on here. I'm in a big, in, in this big kind of hardcore relationship with God right now. And he's helping me through a lot of things. For 35 years, I walked my own path and I did what I wanted to do because I thought it was right. Um, I've always been a very like straight waist, very vanilla <laughs> square person, but I've always done things because I thought they were what I wanted to do. But in the last few years, I have taken this role of, but wait a minute, what if I brought God into this a little bit? What if I sought out God's help in everything that I'm doing and every chance that I have and every opportunity that I have? What if I ask his opinion? What if I bring him into this a little bit more and how, um, how will that affect the outcome? I can tell you that in the last five, but particularly the last three years, I have had so much growth, personal and business-wise, so much growth and so much opportunity and so much success because I brought him in at the right time. Listen, God doesn't make mistakes. We do. God doesn't quit working hard. We do. And God doesn't put fears in our past or in our path. We do. Everything that you're feeling or wondering about an opportunity presented to you is you. Those things you're feeling, those things that you are, those that mindset that maybe is down in the dumps or the fear that you have about the way somebody else would take it or what somebody else might do or what will they think or what if I don't succeed or what if it's not the right job move or what if whatever those fears are, those are not from God. Those are from you. And I say this because I went through the same things. I was second guessing myself. I was constantly in this place where I never felt sure of anything because I was always looking to myself for the answers. But when I decided, listen, I'm going to take this opportunity. I'm going to see what it has to offer. I'm going to see if it's what I need to do. I've been thinking about it. So obviously I've been thinking about it for a reason or it was presented to me. Maybe it was presented to me for a reason. I'm going to let my fears go and I'm going to try it out. That's from God. If you are wondering about doing something, really, really take some time to spend with God to see if you truly believe it's from him or whether it's not. He's going to tell you the right things to do. He's going to help you get over your fears. Just ask him. He's going to help you work hard. Just ask him. He's going to not let you make a mistake of it. Just ask him. It works. Trust me. That is so important is not saying no to an opportunity because it scares you. If it's something from God, it needs to happen. And that is probably the most, probably the biggest thing I've learned in my 40 years is walking with God is a whole lot easier than saying no to things because I was scared. Saying no to opportunity to move to Wyoming would have never worked if I was scared. But because we listen to God, everything has worked out. Everything has been amazing. Our businesses have grown because we said yes to an opportunity, because we weren't afraid. And what's really cool is even though four and a half years ago, I lost my best friend, my mother, my, my everything in a sudden bout of cancer, 
the peace that I have over God's blessing of listen, you can use this, you can use your story, you can use how you came out of this on the other side, losing someone who is so important to you. You can use this. This is part of your story. So what's your story? Don't say no to an opportunity because you're scared. Use your story. Use who you are. Use what God is trying to prove in you and use in you to your advantage. Guys, these are 10 things that I've learned in my 40 years. And I know some of them you've heard in different forms before. You've probably heard people talk about them too. But I wanted to tell you why they're particularly important to me in my life and why it just made sense for me to talk about those 10 things today. Like I said, this has nothing to do with what I normally talk about, but it gives you a little insight to me, helps you learn about me and know me a little bit better. And I hope that that, that helps you. Uh, as I stated before in the beginning of my podcast, make sure that you are um, getting over to my website, sabrinamnap.com, S-A-B-R-I-N-A-M, as in Mary, Nap, K-N-A-P-P dot com, where you can apply for that free coaching. Three 30-minute sessions are going to two um, very lucky winners. <laughs> at the end of the month, I'm going to let it go all month. And at the end of the month, I'm going to choose two lucky winners to have three 30-minute uh, three sessions with me for free. You get to work on coaching. You get to work on maybe building your startup business. Maybe you are ready to start a business or you've been thinking about it or you have already started a business and you're like, I need to do this the right way. So let's dig into it there in those sessions for free. That's a great way to get in on that. Kind of learn me a little bit better. I can help you. We can build that roadmap to success together. Maybe you're not a startup though. Maybe you've had a business for a while. Maybe it's kind of spinning its wheels. You don't know how to get it off the ground and running. You don't know any new things to do or you do and you don't know how to start them. That's okay too. You are just as eligible to get in on these free coaching sessions as anyone else's. So get on over there to sabrinamnap.com. Apply for that. It's super easy to apply. You'll see the button right there at the top. You can apply for that. And at the end of the month, I'm going to draw. Okay. So I hope everyone goes over there. I hope to um, see everybody there. Send me a little note if you'd like to kind of on, on what we would work on in those free 30 minute sessions. And um, I'd love to hear from you. So I will talk to you guys later this week. I hope you have a good one. I will talk to you soon. Have a great day, guys. I hope you've had breakthroughs and heard something that just made sense. If so, a positive rating is the best way to let others know you've enjoyed my content. Would you love clarity in your business and help to network with your target audience? Then catch a coaching call with me at my website, sabrinamnap.com, or email me at snap 6 at gmail.com. It was so good to have you here today. I hope you took away life lessons and a deeper vision for your business. Until next time, friends, Sabrina.